On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Wednesday, December 15th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy, along for the ride on a Wednesday with three games on tap in NHL action. We'll break those down in just a minute. We'll look back first on last night uh, and a big Tuesday slate of action. Uh, We had the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, roaring back against L.A. They were trailing early in that game, uh, and they ended up coming back with an overtime victory, 3-2 over the Kings. Uh, The Flyers beating down New Jersey. Six to one, three in a row now. Don't look now. The Flyers starting to uh, heat up a little bit for Mike Yo. Uh, their third straight victory as they cruise to an easy commanding victory over the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, adding to the woes of the Montreal Canadiens, a 5-2 win. Uh, it was a sweep for me with the Pittsburgh first period puck line and the full game puck line on Pittsburgh uh, in that game. They get it done 5-2 uh, over Montreal as the uh, problems continue for them and the struggles. Uh, Detroit, uh, as the Islanders just cannot string two wins together, it happens again. Detroit with a 2-1 win over the uh, Islanders. You just can't get on any sort of run or any sort of uh, traction right now uh, after a tough start to the season. Uh, The Vegas Golden Knights 4-1 against Boston. Credit to everybody on the show, pretty much like Vegas in some form. Yesterday, Jimmy's best bet, Vegas puck line, plus 250 cashes in. Vegas with a 4-1 win uh, against Boston. Just too many keep pieces out for Boston and you add on to the fact they were coming home off the uh, swing through Western Canada and it made that spot even more uh, challenging for Boston last night against a Vegas team that's been obviously playing great hockey filling it up offensively and they did that again last night in the uh, four to one win uh, over Boston uh, we also had Buffalo with a couple of big upsets one of them being Buffalo four to two win over the uh, Winnipeg Jets uh, pretty uh, impressive victory for the uh, Sabres. Not Hellebuck's best night for sure. If you watch some of those goals, he probably should have had at least one of them. Uh, but give Buffalo credit. It was probably one of the best games I've seen in ages from a, to be honest with you, an underachieving Rasmus Dahlin. He had a very good game on the blue line for the uh, Sabres last night. And how about the Ottawa Senators? Not only be- beating Florida, crushing them by a score of 8-2 to two last night. Uh, a 8-2 win for the Senators. I miffed at myself that I didn't put something on Ottawa. I kind of thought this is a spot that I could see Ottawa hanging tough in against a Florida team that's been a little bit up and down. And an Ottawa team that, quite frankly, is playing better hockey now. The last six games, they've 5-1. and one. They've beaten Carolina, Colorado, and Florida during that stretch. It's not a bad trio of teams that you say, hey, we've beaten these teams if you're Ottawa. Give them a lot of credit. 8-2 to two win. I know Jimmy uh, took them. Uh, plus 240 last night, big underdog winner or for those of you that liked uh, the Senators uh, last night. And Spencer Knight uh, has had a 
bit of a tough uh, season overall, and the struggles continued again for him last night. So I'm not worried, though. You have to remember, he's still a very, very young goalie. He's still got a whole boatload of talent and upside and long-term, uh, I think, potential to be a great goalie in this league. And you're going to have, you know, you're going to have ups, and he's still a very young goalie. Keep that in mind. He's still, you know, barely 20. So uh, keep that in mind. He's a young guy. Uh, it, give him some time. It's definitely been a struggle for him of late, but we don't write him off at this stage of his career. Not, uh, we'd let him ride out these uh, struggles he's going through. Uh, St. Louis with a four to one win over Dallas. This is a bad loss for Dallas because St. Louis is riddled with absences and Rick bonus just wasn't having any of it with this loss after the game saying nobody showed up. We can't win anything playing like that. He said uh, last night. So not a happy head coach for the Dallas stars and rightfully so that was supposed to be responding after a tough road trip back home against a depleted blues team. Uh, and they ended up losing 4-1 last night. So not a happy head coach, Rick Bonus. A bad, bad night for the Dallas Stars. Poor effort on their part. Toronto beats Edmonton 5-1. Nothing new there. Toronto's owned Edmonton, especially in Edmonton, and dominated them again last night. Uh, great night for Austin Matthews. Couple of goals. 5-1 win. Jack Campbell good in net. Uh, Vancouver rallies to beat Columbus 4-3. Uh, in Bruce Boudreaux remaining undefeated as head coach of the uh, Vancouver Canucks as they come back from a 3-0 deficit. Four unanswered to beat the Jackets 4-3. Uh, Seattle with a 3-1 win against San Jose. And a disappointing result for me with best bet with the Rangers. I thought they would be better than they were, but they got into trouble with taking too many penalties and the Colorado power play capitalized. Uh, and the uh, and look, Darcy Kemper solid in net, and he leads the Avalanche to a 4-2 victory uh, over the Rangers uh, last night. Uh, Alex, some thoughts from you on the uh, Tuesday action. Yeah, my best bet dropped as well, and it was it was unfortunate. I had the Islanders Red Wings to go into overtime. Islanders made a valiant effort, scored a goal late. The Islanders lead, made it two to one, and uh, they had a couple chances with the empty net, but they couldn't get that equalizer. So we ended up dropping that. But two things I want to make a note of: one, you mentioned about how Spencer Knight got rocked uh, against Ottawa. And, you know, they got to realize. I mean, this this kid's definitely the future moving forward, but they got to maybe. Maybe you might want to send him back to the AHL for a little bit. Don't do what Philly did with Carter Hart. Carter Hart's kind of learning in the fire, and he, you know he's still young as well. Still going to be, I think, a, a, a top tier goalie in this league. But you know, I, I, it's kind of con concerning for me as someone who watches goalies all the time. You know, some of these goalies don't get enough time, I think, in the AHL to really develop and blossom. Look at some of the stars that we had in the last decade, the Corey Crawfords and the Pecorines. Those guys really cut their teeth in the A, and then they came up and had great NHL careers. I think, you know, we're kind of rushing some of these younger goalies a little bit too much. So, so franchises need to kind of take note of that. And uh, like I said, you know, goalies are going to have bad nights, but I just, just make an asterisk by uh, spend tonight and kind of track his progress as being just a true backup in Florida. Maybe it should be getting some better number one time in the AHL. Uh, another game I watched for the most part, that Tampa Bay LA game, Kings gave a valiant effort and of course ended up losing in OT, but uh, definitely, you know, the Kings are, are still a gritty, scrappy team. And as far as betting goes, they're a team worth looking at when they have some of those big plus prices. Uh, they're definitely going to be in the mix. I don't think they're going to be in the mix as far as playoffs are concerned down the road, but I think there's definitely going to be some spots where we can cash on them uh, moving forward as big dogs. Saw Buffalo beat uh, Winnipeg in a, in a you know kind of a, a wild game, 4-2 win for them. So for them to get a win on the road, that's big confidence for them. Just still kind of waiting to see how long are they going to keep riding uh, Uko Pekalukin. If they just keep giving him stars left and right, then we're gonna it's going to be time to fade him or 
our favorite goalie comes back in net and Aaron Dell. So uh, we're going to have Buffalo game circled moving forward too. And the last thing that Dallas lost said it was ugly to watch. I had in regulation. One thing to note is those two teams come back in St. Louis on Friday night. So that's going to be a very interesting rematch, especially what you said with Bolas's comments, how uh, he was not pleased with how Dallas played those 60 minutes. And that's, you know, that's twice Rick Bonus now has gone to the well after a bad game for the Dallas Stars and kind of ripped the team. So, uh, and this is a guy that's usually not in his coaching past, always gone down that route, you know, with really, really being hard on his team publicly. And this is now twice he's had to do it this year uh, with Dallas. And look, Dallas came out of that team players only meeting. And what Bonus said at that time was, we know the problem, we're going to fix it. They got on that red hot run. A lot of it being on home ice, but then all of a sudden they go on the road, the Vegas game, the L.A. game, the San Jose game, uh, and they fall back down and lose a few in a row. But the last night was supposed to be a night back home where you play great. You're supposed to bounce back against an absolutely ravaged, uh, depleted St. Louis roster. And, and for them to play that way was surprising and, quite frankly, alarming uh, if you're a Dallas Stars fan. Uh, Jimmy, what did you think of last night? I, you know, look, I was obviously focused on the Bruins being on covering them, but at the same time, I was bouncing around. I was watching a lot of that Ottawa game, and man, I don't know if it was you, Ian, or Alex. You said you expected some goals out of the Senators. You felt like maybe they're going to start to yeah. explode, but I mean, they, I did have the yeah. full game over, but I'm just mad I didn't take something on Ottawa because it kind yeah. of saw the I mean, They were a the nice, they were juicy dog, better. Man. Yeah, it was just a good spot given the way Florida's been playing lately. Just it's it, just trending towards Ottawa, and that's the way it ended up there. And just you know, look. I'm on record as saying they'll make the playoffs. I don't think that's happening now, but they're still going to be one of those teams, especially now when we get with everything that's going on with COVID and the schedule is probably going to get messed up. We're going to see more postponed games. And then there's going to be games later on that, you know, teams are just waiting you know, teams that are already in the playoffs or battling for playoff seating are going to be wanting to just get to the playoffs and get through this season Ottawa could be one of the Ottawa and the Kings are going to be those, those teams that you just do not want to play because they can have nights like that, where they're just going to light you up. You're going to not take them seriously coming into the game because maybe they're coming off a, a rough stretch and they're still the Ottawa senators, but uh, you know, don't sleep on them. I mean, really look at the trends, look at the spots, look at the current form uh, when you have a game with the Ottawa senators and the LA Kings, because they're capable of doing that on any given night. And, yeah, just looking around the league, guys, I mean, I, I think Edmonton's in some trouble right now. I mean, I mentioned it yesterday. Their bottom six is absolutely invisible up front, and their defense isn't holding up too well right now either. I don't blame that really on the goaltending last night. There was a lot of mistakes made in front of him. So I look at that team right now, and they got to do something. Ken Holland's already on record as saying, you know, I'll if need be, I'll use a first-round pick to improve my team for a playoff run. But at the same time, he recently said – I'm not doing anything right now because I don't know if this team's going to make the playoffs. I mean, that that's how bad it's getting there right now. So it's something to keep an eye on with the Edmonton Oilers. I thought they would have snapped out of it. I thought playing Austin Matthews, you know, it's a big kind of spotlight game. I, I thought they would have had a better performance, but kudos to Toronto. They came out there and they continued to play the type or the brand of hockey that I don't think we've ever seen from the Toronto Maple Leafs for a long time. And that's team wide defense and just paying attention to details. So, a credit to them, a credit to Sheldon Keefe. 
Yeah, we definitely hadn't seen it lately because earlier in the season, they were playing pretty good defensively in their own zone. It's kind of gotten away from them these last, I'd say, four, five, six games against Chicago, Columbus, yep. you know, Tampa Bay. They'd kind of gotten away from it. And, you know, some injuries to Sandine and Dermot, although they got Dur Dermot being back is huge. And he came back from injury last night for them. And already you'll see just the improvement in just taking care of the puck, managing the puck, outlets out of the zone, transition from defense to offense, just – taking care of, you know, your man in the defensive zone. It was just a whole lot better last night. And other than one end-to-end -end rush where Connor McDavid got a weak shot on net against Campbell, they really kept him in check. McDavid really didn't do a whole lot. And he was kind of exposed defensively on the goal where William Nylander's just going through everybody around the net and finds Riley for a uh, pat shot from the point where he beats uh, Koskinen uh, to get that 4-2 to two goal and made McDavid kind of look bad defense. So it was not a good night at all from a Connor McDavid standards uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers last night. And it goes to show you when McDavid's quiet, the Oilers really don't yeah. have much of a chance to win, do they? I mean, we've talked about how their third and fourth line is really not giving them much. They're now on a, what, a seven-game losing streak, I believe, now uh, going into this uh, next game for them. So it has been a rough stretch here for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. And um, they're, they're in one right now, guys, uh, in terms of a full-blown, all-out slump at this point in time and it's going to be up to the uh, oilers uh to come out of it and now COVID issues are starting to happen for them yeah. six in a row by the way i should say for the oilers not seven uh that they've lost but still it's not a good uh s a situation dave tippett of course uh, had to isolate last night for protocol reasons so lots of issues right now for edmonton their offense is uh, obviously scuffling and slumping uh when mcdavid and dry are shut down they're not getting anything from anyone else and obviously the defense and the goaltending is suddenly it's not been as good for Koskinen lately either compared to how he played early in the season. Yeah, I'd agree, guys. I mean, I, I look at, the, you know, that division, I mean, is really up for grabs, right? I mean, now you look at the way that Vegas is playing. I mean, if Vegas stays healthy, I, I, I think we're realizing now that their they're kind of up and down lethargic start was was because of those injuries and everything right. and, and they were waiting for guys to come back but just watch out what they when they do and now look at them watch out i mean they were going on all cylinders last night yeah they caught the bruins in a, in a bad spot there and that was kind of a, a layup win but at the same time you got to give them credit i mean they they took advantage of that spot and you know max patcheretti right now he, he's playing some of his best hockey i've ever seen him play Oh, he's been a phenomenal. Just absolutely. I hit a gold on him last night too. Last minute, I threw. Oh, it. nice. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have to now, and it's shame. Shame on me. I haven't bet this more, but he scored now in uh, eleven uh, goals in eleven games, seven yep. straight. Yeah, and seven, seven, straight, seven yeah. straight with a goal yeah. uh, as well for uh, Max Pacioretty. So he's been terrific, and they don't even have Jack Eichel yet. Right. You know, exactly. and that's what's scary about Vegas. <laughs> They're going to have look up the middle what they'll have when Eichel comes back. Yep. Eichel, yep. Carlson, and Stevenson. We'll yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, that's going to be tough. And the, again, strength down the middle. I've said this for years on this yep. show. That Center tough. ice depth is paramount to success. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah. And yeah. man, you talk about teams that have it. Jimmy Vegas does. Yeah, and look at the defense too. I mean, uh, they were they were showing it. They were focusing on Nesson here in Boston. That not one of their six defensemen on the ice last night is under six feet tall. I mean, they're oh, wow. they're giants and they're mobile yeah. too. That's that's the scary part. They're not just like tree trunks in front of the net, like Derek. Ford. Not like Hal Gill from Boston, back in the Hal day. Yeah. <laughs> but they, man, they they can move too. So that that that's a scary team going forward, guys. Yeah.
Yeah, they are. And we got to start thinking about Vegas now from a, you know, total standpoint, certainly more of an offensive team right now because they're putting up the goals in bunches. Pacioretty, Stone, and Chandler Stevenson's been phenomenal this year. This has been one of the great finds for the Vegas Golden Knights from McCrimmon, uh, McPhee, and everybody that got him to Vegas from Washington because Chandler Stevenson's been an incredible find for them. And, you, you know, we wondered, is he really number one center? Right now he's playing like one. You know, and he may have to battle to keep that spot when the likes of Eichel come return and, and um, makes his Vegas debut. But you no, know, Chandler Stevenson's been absolutely a godsend uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, and continues to play at a high level, centering that top line for them with Stone and Pacioretty. All right, let's turn our attention, guys, to Wednesday. We've got three games. We'll start with the Washington Capitals and the Chicago Blackhawks. We got Washington minus one thirty-five to minus one forty road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Washington Capitals, you're going to look on it at, uh, at the recent schedule. You're going to look on, at it on paper, and you're going to see, uh, not bad. They played some pretty good hockey. They're 6-3 and three in their last nine games. Nothing to complain about too much. But you look at some of these games, they've been close. None of them have been easy uh, as of late. You know, they beat Anaheim in a shootout, and they were behind at one point in that game. Uh, they beat Columbus, but only 3-1. to one. In that matchup, they lose to Pittsburgh 4-2. They're trailing uh, multiple times against the Buffalo Sabres, uh, and they end up uh, losing uh, that game, uh, or they end up coming back, I should say, to win that game, but barely against the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So Washington's winning, but they're not winning comfortably. They're not winning easily. And you t listen to what Peter Laviolette is saying lately and a lot of the players, we haven't played really a great 60-minute game in a while, and that's concerning for Washington a, a little bit right now. The Blackhawks back home now after a little bit of a road trip that ended uh, over the weekend against uh, Montreal uh, and Toronto. They split those games, shutting out Montreal, losing 5-4 to Toronto. But it was good to see the offense come to life for the Blackhawks because we know offense has been kind of hit or miss for them this year. Uh, and they certainly got the goals they needed against the uh, Leafs that night. I don't think it was a great game in net from Lankinen uh, or the blue line in front of them. And, of course, a horrible bounce. It goes right off the boards, right off the glass, the stanchion behind the net, right out in front to the former Blackhawk, David Camp, for the game winner uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs in that game. Otherwise, they have a shot to beat Toronto uh, in that game. The one thing they've been good at since Derek King's taken over as the head coach is avoiding consecutive losses. This team has not lost two straight games since Derek King took over behind the bench. Now, it is a little bit of a revenge situation for Washington. They lost at home in a shootout recently. To, Black, to the Blackhawks in one of the games since Derek King's taken over. But we're talking about prices. You don't always bet teams, you bet prices. And to me, I thought Washington being as high as minus 150 when this line opened. It's now down to minus 135 to minus 140. thought that was a bit too high. And I've been betting Chicago lately off these losses, banking on them being able to bounce back, which they've done repeatedly here. Uh, it's going to be Samsonov and Fleury uh, in net. Uh, Samsonov's played solid, but Fleury's played excellent. He's coming off a shutout, obviously, in his last start uh, against Montreal. I think Chicago's worth a bet here uh, as a home underdog in this spot. And uh, one thing uh, that uh, we uh, were talking about, Alex and I, before the show started, Chicago hasn't had a lot of downtime in their schedule. You know, situations where they have not, they've been basically playing every other day for like three weeks straight now. They finally had three days off since their last game against Toronto. Chance for some practice time to work with Derek King and him to work with the players, you know, really extensively. Got to help Chicago, you would think, going into this game. So I like the home dog here. I think they've got a shot 
I'm going to look to Chicago here, plus 125. Uh, in this game. Alex, uh, Capitals, Blackhawks. Yeah, I'm on the Hawks here, too, and I actually grabbed it plus 135. It was up late this, late last night into this morning. I, actually, 135 was available probably about three hours ago. Now it's dropped to $1.25, $1.20. Money's coming in because if you look at how Washington's played the last five games, yes, they've won three of them. But, you know, you, they struggled. They had to go to OT with uh, Buffalo, go to OT with Anaheim, end up losing in, in the shootout to the Hawks. And back in D.C., that's the first loss they've had in D.C. against the Hawks going all the way back to 2006. Uh, so they had dominated. But like I so said, the Hawks haven't had a whole lot of downtime. Getting that Monday game against Calgary canceled, I think, was probably a good thing. They got a full day of rest, and they came back and had uh, a solid practice. Uh, Henrik Borstrom is the only guy who will be out of the lineup. He has a non-COVID illness. Something about that he ate some bad seafood like over a week ago, and it's still just kind of lingering with him. That's something that, that can be dangerous and, and, and kind of – take a while to get over but other than that everybody seems to be healthy and ready to go there will be a brief ceremony before the game to honor mark andre Fleury getting his 500 victory i was kind of mentioned in the chat but that's not going to be something uh it's not like a, a banner raising or anything like that it's not gonna be a long delay and worrying about the hawks getting off to a slow start i think they get to a good start get to establish the kind of game they want to play they can establish tempo better at home than they can on the road uh and i think like i said this is not the best form we're seeing the capitals in right now so uh, i like the hawks here at home at, at a plus price. All right, like in Chicago here as well, Alex plus one twenty-five. He got it at plus one thirty-five, but current price, yeah, plus uh, one twenty-five in this one against uh, Washington. And by the way, Washington, they were hoping to have maybe Nicholas Backstrom, who hasn't played in a while for this team, returning possibly as early as tonight. But we're still in doubt with that, uh, and it may be that they wait at least another game before seeing him return. Of course, Tom Wilson as well uh, for Washington, uh, not likely to suit up or at least a pretty good chance you won't see him uh, in the lineup tonight uh, for uh, the Washington Capitals as he's a day-to-day for the uh, Capitals uh, entering tonight Uh, and it was absent from practice as well earlier this week with an upper body injury so questionable at best Tom Wilson for this game tonight against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks and of course Wilson nine goals 15 assists so far uh, this year in uh, 27 games so 24 points in 27 games for uh, Tom Wilson this year. You can say all you want about some of the incidents and bad decision-making with some of these hits that he's had in the past and suspensions because of it and all these antics on the ice, but he's a damn effective and good player and helps this Washington team. 24 points in 27 games. That may not be in the lineup tonight for Peter Laviolette and the Washington Capitals. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Washington, Chicago. Yeah, not much feeling aside here, guys. I mean, I, I like your reasoning for taking the Hawks in this. And, you know, if I was going to touch a side, I might lean that way. But I'm going to stick with the over-unders here, and I'm going to do a double one. Give me the first period over and the total over five and a half there as well. I see these teams going back and forth. Could be a, you know, one of those games, like a 5-3, 6-3, 6-4 type game is the feel I got right now. Yeah, it was 4-3 in the last meeting, and it went over the total. Um, at five and a half, I'd lean that way. But I'll say this, Chicago – Really, I think after the Toronto game and Flurry and Net, you know, it could be. I worry that it's one of those tighter games, and Washington might want that as well after what they uh, went through against the uh, Sabers. But five and a half—that's that's the reason it's five and a half. So there's yep. still probably a little value over, but I think it could go either way. I'm I'm wishy-washy on the total. That's the uh, the bottom line. Yeah. And you know, Ian, something I'll add to my card too. I'm gonna go with Patrick Kane to score a goal tonight. He's been awfully quiet lately. He's only had a couple points in his last five games. Uh, this is, you know, obviously you know, everybody's going to talk about oh, Ovechkin and, and Kane, you know, the, that kind of battle. It's not obviously regarded like Ovechkin and, and uh, Crosby, but still, 
you know, Kane t- tends to step up when some of the bigger stars show up at the United Center. We've seen that with Austin Matthews. Uh, we've seen that with a couple other players. So I'll go with Patrick Kane to uh, get a goal here tonight as well. All right, looking toward Kane. You know, I like his Taves. Taves finally has scored now, yeah. uh, and we were waiting for that first goal, waiting for that first goal for him. It's finally happened, and you could see him now maybe getting a few more. Uh, in the near future. So Johnny Taves, the captain here of the Chicago Blackhawks. I think that's that's the prop I'd be interested in for Chicago goal scoring wise. But you can never argue with Pat Kane. Pat Kane had chances the other night too, Patrick Kane against Toronto uh, in that game. No question about that. Just uh, He's on the verge of finding the back of the net for sure uh, in the near future. Maybe it's tonight. Uh, New York Rangers, Arizona Coyotes. we got the Rangers minus 210. Road favorites, five and a half the total in this game. Uh, Rangers, tough loss to Colorado last night. Uh, Colorado proving why it's a tough team to beat at home. You can't have penalty trouble like the Rangers did. Uh, Just took too many penalties, six penalties, six times shorthanded last night. Just too many uh, against Colorado. Uh, Took away from their five-on-five even strength game when you're in the box so often. Uh, And that's exactly what we saw. Uh, from the Rangers in that 4-2 loss to Colorado last night. They'll look to bounce back against Arizona. Uh, and most teams have been using Arizona as that get-well team uh, throughout the course of the year. Uh, Arizona, of course, has lost five in a row uh, coming into this game. Uh, only on the year, a uh, 5-22 and uh, record uh, overall. No home ice advantage whatsoever here in the desert. In fact, they've got more road wins Arizona than home wins this year. They've won three road games. They've won two home games. So there's really no home ice to speak of here uh, in the desert for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. I think for the Rangers now, it is a back-to-back situation for them. We want to point that out. Second night of back-to-back games. So it's not the best spot in the world, but uh, I still think this is a situation for the Rangers to bounce back. That's now two losses in a row for them. I don't think it's a situation where we're taking this Arizona team lightly. And I expect the Rangers to come out here, prove a point. Now, Wedgwood's going to be uh, in between the pipes for Arizona. Keep in mind, we could see the old vet, Keith Kincaid, tonight uh, for the New York Rangers. Not confirmed, but right now he's the projected goalie. Uh, we saw, of course, uh, Georgiev last night. Shesterkin is still injured. So it looks like we might have Keith Kincaid. And before we say, oh, Keith Kincaid, you got to fade him. Actually, was pretty good in the last stint with the Rangers that he had. 2.51 goals against average. That's pretty good. Pretty good numbers for uh, Kincaid, all things considered. And it's not like Arizona's lighting up the scoreboard. Arizona's got injuries galore, too. I was going to get to that just in a second, Trevor, and you're right on the – you hit the nail on the head with it. They are a banged-up team right now, especially on the blue line and especially at the center ice position. Uh, They've got tons of issues. Ryan Dezingle's out. Johan Larson's on IR. Jay Beagle, who doesn't give you anything offensively, but he's one of the better, reliable, responsible defensive forwards, defensive centers – that this Arizona team has. He's a game-time decision. He may not suit up for them, and that hurts defensively, in my opinion, for Arizona if Beagle uh, doesn't play. Beagle's been a good defensive player going all the way back to Washington. He was with Vancouver for a bit, and now here in Arizona. And if you don't have him, I think you're worse defensively as a hockey team when he doesn't play, and there's a chance you won't see him tonight. Uh, So they're gutted at the center ice position. You look at the cluster injuries on the blue line, Connor Timmons, Jacob Chikrin, you know, has had a actually decent year, all things considered, that it's a bad hockey team. So you've got injuries on the blue line as well. I think this is potentially a smash spot for the New York Rangers, uh, even with this being on the back-to-back. So I'm on the Rangers' first period puck line and full game puck line. This is what I did with Pittsburgh last night against Montreal, and it worked out well in that game. And I'm going to do that same uh, mindset and uh, 
and uh, strategy here in this game. We're going to go Rangers minus a half plus 130 uh, in the first period and also minus one and a half plus 120 with the full game puck line uh, on the New York Rangers uh, in this one. Also would lean to the Rangers to total over three and a half. I think that's pretty cheap. Three and a half at a plus price uh, in this game. I'll have a smaller bet on that, but uh, bigger uh, wagers for me on the first period and full game puck line with the blue shirts. Uh, Alex, uh, Rangers and Coyotes. Yeah, I literally just bet that uh, first period puck line as well with the Rangers. This definitely seems like it could be a firm spot for them. And we were talking about that briefly off air. But one of the things, too, like I said, with the defensive roles now for Arizona, maybe we finally start to see things turn around as far as them giving up goals. I'd be giving up goals left and right, but it hasn't been in the fashion that we saw at the beginning of the year when it was Carter Hutton and it just seemed like every third shot was going in. That might seem to change now, even with Wedgwood being the better of, of the eight goalies they have to choose from. Uh, it basically, it seems like now, you know, they start wearing him out because they're not getting enough defense in front of him. He gives up goals and they have to go to the third and fourth string guys. They start giving up goals. So let's start looking for team totals uh, against Arizona. So I'll take a shot with the team total here with uh, the, the New York Rangers as well. And maybe a small lean toward the first period over. We might start seeing those cash, no matter how bad the team Arizona is playing against with that first period trend, they still might end up letting one or two goals in uh, early. So like I said, kind of keep it first period centric with this, with this game. But I like the first period puck line with New York Rangers and a team total over. For the Rangers. There you go. So that's the first period minus a half plus one thirty. Puck line, first period, Rangers for Alex, as well as that team total over three and a half at a plus price uh, in this one. And you mentioned Wedgwood. Look, Wedgwood's just a journeyman goalie. He's been back up most of his career, and he's capable of coming in there playing well. But right exactly to your point, now five straight appearances for him, and it hasn't, it's been trending in the wrong direction for him. The more he plays, I think the more he gets exposed, the more teams get to see weaknesses and tendencies and maybe take advantage of those with a guy like Scott Wedgwood, who's, you know, like I said, your average journeyman goalie. And in the last five starts for Wedgwood, 3.87 goals against average, 881 save percentage. So those numbers just aren't great. You're right, Alex, to your point, they're starting to figure him out. He's getting more starts under his belt, and he's probably getting weaker, not better, worse, not better, you know, the more he plays in between the pipes on a regular basis for Arizona. But like we said, you know, there's not much that Andre Turini can do you know, he doesn't have many options right now. Vimelka's a young guy who's been inconsistent. Carter Hutton's on IR. This is what you got here. You got to roll with Scott Wedgwood, apparently, even if it's more often than you'd like. Uh, what do you think, Jimmy? Rangers, Coyotes? Yeah, I'm right with you guys. Um, I'm, I'm going to jump on that first period puck line and the total puck line for the whole game there. And I'm also going to take the over in the game. Uh, so give me the over five and a half. So three players for me on this game. Yeah, it's got one of those feels maybe of a, like a 4-1 or maybe 5-1 if the Rangers really get going offensively. So it, it, the full game over could get there. It's what are you going to get from Arizona? Maybe they can contribute, though, if it's Kincaid. But like I say, don't just knee-jerk fade Keith Kincaid because his AHL numbers are solid down there. And he's certainly going to be a probably a better, more steady option, sturdy option for Gerard Gallant than Adam Huska was. Uh, last yeah. night. That was a rough one for him against Col And that's exactly why Kincaid's now backing up Georgiev. I think they saw that from uh, Huska last week and they said, well, you know, we can't put that kid in the net again. It was uh, rough for him against Colorado. So uh, they've decided to go with the old veteran here, Keith Kincaid, and probably we'll see him start considering it's the back-to-back -back for the Rangers tonight. All right, the Seattle Kraken and the Anaheim Ducks this is your TNT game. Uh, tonight, nationally televised. Uh, Anaheim minus 160 to minus 165. Home favorites, 
five and a half the total uh, in this one. Seattle, give them credit. Uh, nice win against San Jose last night. They'll be on the uh, second of back-to-back -back games tonight, but following a nice 3-1 uh, victory uh, over the San Jose Sharks. And now if you're Dave Haxtell, do you have a little bit of a goaltending conundrum on your hands? You paid all that money to Philip Grubauer, but you paid all that money to a guy that's really been laboring and really struggling throughout the course of the season in net. And you go to Chris Drieger last night. It was terrific, I thought, uh, against San Jose uh, in that win. It makes you think that maybe this is going to be a situation where if you're Haxtell, you got to maybe give Drieger more net moving forward with how he played last night. But given that this is a back-to-back -back situation, obviously you're going to see Grubauer, and that has been confirmed uh, for the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, we'll see how they fare here in this one. Anaheim's coming back from a, a long road trip, five games in seven days on the road for them. Pretty rigorous schedule. That does concern me a little bit here, those first home games off the road trip. The good news, the one good news from a scheduling standpoint for Arizona is they get two days off following the end of that road trip. It's not just one day. They get that extra day. That should help uh, going into this game. Uh, I was impressed with the way the Ducks uh, played on that road trip. You look at the uh, results they had. They could have beat Washington, but lost in a shootout. They beat shutout Buffalo. They beat Columbus in a shootout. One nothing against Pittsburgh. No shame in that against a Penguins team playing good hockey. And then at the end of that road trip, back-to-back, -back, the fifth game in those seven days, they gutted out and beat St. Louis 3-2 in overtime. So very impressed, actually, with Anaheim. They could have actually won every game on that road trip. You know, they were in every game. So I certainly favor them here uh, in this game. I'll probably lean toward the Ducks uh, in regulation uh, in this one and also the over as well. Five and a half. I think, again, we talked about Seattle. It stayed under last night. They did play better defensively, but a lot of that was Drieger and net was good. San Jose still had 34 shots. They still had their good share of chances. They had some pretty good eye danger looks as well. Drieger was sensational, I thought. Now, you, the, if you, you worry about on the second of back-to-back -back, that defense being fatigued, you worry about them giving up more quality chances here on a back-to-back -back against Anaheim with a goalie that has had tough time throughout the course of the year and Philip Grubauer. So ducks in regulation. I definitely think that makes some sense. And over five and a half, those would be the ways I would go here, betting this one between Seattle and Anaheim, your TNT national TV matchup tonight. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Seattle and Anaheim. I'm, I really like this over here. I'm going to stay with that. I'm going to stay away from a side for this reason. We've seen Seattle last night. They beat San Jose. They were able to beat Edmonton before. It's their first meeting against another division rival. Wonder if they started to make a little emphasis and, trying to beat these teams they're going to have to see often now. Uh, I know they posted some kind of weird, uh, you know, they do a lot of funny posts and tweets, and they mentioned, oh, this is the battle of the sea creatures last night. So I don't know if they're trying to just drum up things because they're a new team. They're still having fun and, and kind of doing that stuff, even though they're having a rough start. So it's something to kind of keep an eye on. And also being on TNT as well, we've, we've noticed the trend. I, you know, I mentioned it a few weeks ago, and I've been watching these TNT games and seeing higher scoring affairs. So, that might be, you know, some kind of driving force now with some of these guys doing their own national TV, especially, t you know, this is a matchup NBCSN wouldn't have touched years ago, Seattle and and uh, and Anaheim. A Anaheim games only really made it on TV unless they were in the playoffs. So uh, that, that's something that could be of a note. There's a lot of intangibles here that make me lean toward the over as opposed to not including the fact Seattle games just go over the total. It seems like uh, every other night. Last night was an exception. That was the first time in seven meetings with Pacific Division teams where a game didn't go over the total. So mm -hmm. five and a half, only laying a dollar twenty. I'll go with the over. All right, going with the uh, over here in this one, and uh, I'm interested too because again, now you've got the uh, Seattle team back to back on the road. Maybe a little bit of 
you know, usually when you're a little fatigued, you've got these breakdowns that happen and turnovers happen a lot more with the puck defensively. You could see that tonight. And you, you know, the, the three guys I would always look to target right now for Anaheim are Terry Milano and Zegras from a goal scoring prop standpoint. Those are the guys that have been generating chances. Those are the guys that have been noticeable in every recent game for the Anaheim ducks. They had really, you could see them play, pretty well on that road trip. Zegras, of course, Troy Terry, you know, fifth in the league in goals at 17. He's had an incredible year. Uh, Troy Terry, Trevor Zegras, Sonny Milano, uh, take your pick. Uh, all three of those I'm interested in for goal scoring props on the Anaheim side uh, in this game tonight. Probably will be Stolarz in that. Keep in mind, Gibson got hurt against Pittsburgh uh, and obviously didn't play the next game against uh, St. Louis to end that trip. And uh, it's not um, looking likely that he would be available for Dallas Aikens to start tonight, still battling with that lower body injury. So probably a good chance we see Anthony Stolarz uh, get the start in net here for Anaheim. And Alex said it earlier to me as well. Maybe this is a Scott Wedgwood thing, maybe with Anthony Stolarz too. The more he starts, the weaker and worse his performances are going to be. We'll see if that ends up being the case. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here with the Kraken and the Ducks? Yeah, I'm going to go back to that double over. So give me the over in the first period and the over total there. And, I, you know, I was thinking before I was looking at it, I was like, yeah, maybe, you know, Anaheim's first game back at home, but different different situation here. I mean, they haven't played since Sunday. So they've got plenty of time to acclimate themselves back at home in their own rink, in their own beds. I don't think that's going to play a role here. So if I was going to do a side, I would lean towards Anaheim, but I'll just stick with the goals right now. Yeah, I mean – there's still good spots to bet to bet, to bet against teams home first game off a road trip, but they've not been the automatic across no. the board no. in the NHL so far this year that maybe we've seen in the past. So especially those spots like with Anaheim here, where you're getting two, three days off when you return home uh, from that road trip. So that definitely helps you out a bit more, you know, decompress, readjust to your, you know, your time zone now where you are uh, and really get comfortable in your surroundings again. So Maybe not as detrimental a spot off the road trip for Anaheim because of the two days off prior to this game. Great stuff with Alex and with Jimmy. We'll get the best bets in just a second to wrap up the show. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, it hits, helps us out a lot, quite a bit. We appreciate it very much. Before we get to best bets, we'll mention DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL. You'll be a winner in the NFL with one single point scored this Sunday. New customers who bet just $1 on any NFL team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state. You can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Restrictions apply. One per customer. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right, Wednesday show in the books, but first, 
best bets as we always do to wrap up the show. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bets? I'm, I'm going way off the grid here. I'm actually going to go with the AHL game as my best bet because of a conversation <laughs> we had in the chat. So I'm talking about Aaron Dell, right? We, we always talk about Aaron Dell and make fun of him. Now he's in Rochester. Well, I took a look at Rochester's numbers on the last few games before he arrived. And uh, here's some of the scores. 5-4, And then last night, they lost 11-1 to the Charlotte Checkers, who they played tonight. Uh, it was Matt Robeson, former U of M goalie, who played half of the game. Michael Hauser played the other half. Both of them were pretty bad. So now you got two of those guys, or Aaron Dell, going up against the same team that scored 11 goals last night. You can get the over at 6.5 plus $1.07 at Bet Online. I just made that bet. So I'm going Rochester and Charlotte in the American League. Over six and a half is my best bet tonight. There we go. See, we can make we can bet against Aaron Dell, even when he's not starting in an NHL game. <laughs> right. We can, we can do it in the minors. That's right. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely. It makes sense, obviously. Now, we don't know who's going to be in, but you mentioned, and we've seen Michael Hauser with Buffalo yeah. in a few starts in the past. He's nothing special. And I watched Matt Robeson at the U of M. I, I, I was stunned that he ended up being a goalie here in North America. I thought he was going to go straight to Europe. Yeah, there we go. See, we can still fade Farmer in the Dell uh, when we want to. We just do it in the AHL now with the AHL bet, uh, betting lines, not the NHL ones. So there you go. How about that? First time ever on the Ice Guys show. We're break, making history today uh, here uh, on the Ice Guys on this Wednesday edition. Alex B. Smith is going with an AHL game as his best bet. Rochester Americans, Charlotte Checkers over six and a half. Uh, best bet. It's, it's only fitting that I wore well, the Wolves jersey today, too. It's so. hockey, so it would be yeah. it's a valid best bet, as long as it's hockey. Right. You know, and that's the thing. It is a, it's, it's specifically an NHL show, but if it's hockey, it's a valid best bet. We'll let it we'll let it count, for sure. Yeah. I bet uh, UMass absolutely. last year, right? Yeah, exactly. So there you go. Uh, and by the way, make sure you have a book. Most books now have AHL lines, so you should be able uh, to find it. But yes, Rochester, Charlotte, AHL best bet. Over six and a half for Alex B. Smith on this Wednesday show. All right, Jimmy, what do you like for a uh, best bet? Yeah, I'm going to go with that over in the last game we discussed there, the Seattle Anaheim. Give me the over five and a half is my best bet there. All right, Seattle Anaheim over five and a half. Best bet for uh, Jimmy Murphy in this one. Uh, I'm trying to decide first period puck line or full game puck line best bet for the Rangers. Because it's a back-to-back -back and you still worry third period, do the legs maybe seize up on them a little bit? I'm going to go with the first period. A minus a half, plus 130. First period puck line for the New York Rangers. I think they get the at least a lead going into the inter first intermission uh, over this horrible uh, Arizona team. Uh, and I think uh, not taking them lightly after a disappointing setback against Colorado last night for the uh, New York Rangers. So let's go New York Rangers, minus a half, plus 130 in the first period. That is going to be uh, my best bet for this uh, Wednesday uh, NHL uh, card. All right, that'll wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. We thank everybody for joining us live on YouTube. Hit the like button. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week on YouTube, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will be back with you tomorrow on Thursday for another massive card breaking down the Thursday games right here on the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.